Welcome back to another episode of Gunners GM Podcast. Today, Gavin and I are going to go over the Manchester United game uh, that happened this morning. Um, and we will see what we have time for after that. Uh, first and foremost, um, I am joined by Gav, as per usual. Big fella, how you going, mate? Yeah, good brother. Still buzzing after this morning. Hey, always love to beat United. I fucking hate them with my whole heart. So, yeah, been super stoked all day. Yeah, it's always um, it's always a big matchup. Like no matter how poor uh, we are or they are, it's always a it's always a cracking game. And um, you know, this morning was well and truly worth getting up at fucking ungodly times in the morning. <laughs> what what time to kick off? One thirty, didn't it? Yeah, one thirty a.m. here. Yeah, yeah, it's um, definitely worth every minute. Hey, it was awesome. Yeah, awesome. I. Could not get back to sleep for the life of me, though. So I was working on like, you know, three or four hours sleep all day. So it wasn't super fun, but <laughs> definitely worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I definitely went back to, to bed. That's for sure. Um, a few extra, extra, uh, extra hours definitely helped today, but still on struggle straight a little bit. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, it was, it was good. It was, it's fucking such a cracking game. I actually thought to myself, like, because Lige, um, shout out, um, yeah, he was going to be like, oh, no, I'm just going to turn my notifications off and, like, watch it tomorrow. And I was like, mate, you are very lucky you got up and watch this live. Fucking unreal <laughs> yeah, scenes, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, no, nah, it was it was awesome. Yeah, obviously, you know, to get the three points is the most important part, but um, the fact that it was United, the fact that, um, in my opinion, we were very dominant as well. Um, yeah, actually, I've seen a few things, again, like just rubbish Arsenal supporters really um, uh, come out and say that we actually didn't deserve to win that game, um, which I hate. I really hate a lot. Um, I... I I firmly disagree with that point of view. I yeah, I can't fathom why or what thought process they had behind that. Um, yeah, I know we'll, we'll get into it soon, but um, you know, being over here in Australia, it's it's quite funny. You know, we see a few things just after the game, and then you know, it's about this time of the day we're filming, uh, we're recording at um, four thirty. You know, everyone in the, like in the UK is just starting to wake up, and we we start to see all these, um, you know, posts or whatever. Um, and you know, that was just a few of them. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I firmly disagree with that point of view, but it's interesting to see what Arsenal fans thought. Yeah, I don't know. Some people are just never happy; like they're always just miserable and love to complain, and they'll always find something to complain about. So. Just people like that, I'll just let them do their thing and let them be unhappy. Yeah, I guess so. Like if you can't, <laughs> if you can't enjoy, if you can't enjoy that win this morning, that's that's on you. Like, oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, grow the fuck up, kind of thing, you know? <laughs> yes, um, absolutely correct. <laughs> I, yeah, oh, mate, you gotta you gotta enjoy that. Like, uh, even though. Um, yeah, look, we'll get into it. Um, yeah, 
because obviously we're fucking banging on about this forever. Um, so again, we'll start with the starting lineup. It was rather nice to wake up to uh, the starting lineup that was what it was. Um, definitely uh, put us back in some sort of um, you know comfortable zone from you know what still exists from last season. I think for me. Um, I think it's what every Arsenal fan has been wanting to see. And um, there's been a lot of um, you know, hate, I guess, on um, you know, party playing it right back. And, you know, granted, it wasn't, it definitely wasn't as silky as um, what we saw this morning straight out of the gate. But, um, you know, I think it's been unwarranted, all the, all the hate from the last few uh, few games. Hey, Um but this morning was, yeah, it, it was lovely to watch uh, straight out of the straight out of the bat, straight out of the gate. Literally, like, didn't miss a beat from kickoff. Like the first three or four minutes, I said this to you earlier. I was like, we could be on for a big, big score here. Like, it just looked so sharp, and it was just literally like felt like a flashback to when we were peaking last year, and it was just running mm. so fucking smoothly, especially that back four with Ramsdale, and then you add Declan into the mix. Holy shit. It was just super, super exciting stuff. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. And literally, like, I think Zinchenko, it took him all 20 seconds to move into the midfield. And, um, my God, it was good to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, and I mentioned that in our group chat as well. I'd, yeah, I fucking love Zinchenko. He's so, so, <laughs> so talented. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, just, yeah, yeah. He makes a world difference to this team. Um, you know, instrumental and so instrumental. I actually thought it was, um, interesting that he was subbed off in the 70, 76th minute, I think it was. Um, yeah, all it around, was around there. there. Um, you know, I thought it was interesting. I don't know if that's like a fitness thing. Um, or, you know, changing up because obviously at that point in, point in time, it was one all. Um, so obviously Arteta had changed something, go for the win. Um, but I still thought Zinchenko, you know, he's not a, he's not the best defender, but he's still solid enough and he's good enough going forward to leave on for the 90 minutes. But, um, you know, what prevailed anyway, um, well, you know, end up being all good, I guess. So. Yeah, I think just with the guys that came on around the same time too with, you know, Jesus and Fabio as well, I think that was a triple sub because Tomiyasu came on yeah. as well. Uh, that was more yeah. just a case of, you know, Tomiyasu's going to sort of sit either at that fullback role or tuck into the middle, which I thought he did a pretty good job at when Tommy was in the middle a lot. Um, yeah, I agree. It's um, Yeah, I think that was more just a case of we knew Tomiyasu was going to sit and not get forward and a little bit more solid there. And that's going to be able to, you know, Jesus and Vieira, a bit more freedom to get forward and, you know, go and try and win the game. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, exactly what happened pretty much, wasn't it? Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, first 25 minutes or something. Uh, I, yeah, we were, we were very dominant, I thought. Um, I don't know what the possession stats were kind of like, but... Um, yeah, we were dominant and 
it's not just going forward, but in defence, like United had fuck all. They had fuck all all game, didn't they? Let alone yes, for the first but, 20 minutes. Yeah, I was just about to say, especially in that first sort of 20, 25, um, all United were doing were, you know, they kept the ball in their back four with Casemiro as well, four or five passes, and then they'd just try and hoof it upfield. And it just it went to Ben White's head every time, and there was no one anywhere near him. Like, their distribution was so poor. I'd sort of said, mm. like, 15, 20 minutes in in that group chat, I'm like, what the f- I can't understand what the fuck they're trying to do. <laughs> like, and, and they just kept trying it and trying it. And it was didn't matter if it was Onana, you know, trying to distribute from the back or, you know, the centre half or whatever. It, it was just so poorly fucking executed. It was, yeah, it was great for us because it made Saliba and Ben White's job quite easy. Um, and then, you know, compared... And then you compare that to watching us play with the ball and keeping the ball and being positive and getting forward and, you know, all these little interplays and one-twos. Movement off the ball. Yeah, it was just fucking levels above what United were doing. It was ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Another one that was a um, a really good uh, player to see back in was uh, Big Gabby Hay. Mm, He he also made a world difference. (laughs) <laughs> but when we have that back four of Ben White, Saliba, Big Gabby, and Zinchenko, I feel like those boys are borderline untouchable. Obviously, they're not, but it's, you just feel so fucking safe with that, with those four. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's good to watch. It's good footy. It's great footy. Mm. It's great footy. Um, yeah. So that's that's another one actually. To shout out. Um, you know. Uh, in terms of the starting lineup, because we actually haven't seen him start uh, before this game, have we? He's only yeah, no, he's sub. only come on sort of like for the last like five, ten minutes of the game so far. Mm, yeah, um, so no, it was really good to see him back in there and made a world of difference. And that's nothing against um, you know Ben White playing back there. I just you know we we saw it all last season. Well, for the most of it. Um, when Saliba was not injured at the back of the end, at uh, back end of the season, um, you know we saw it for yeah three quarters of the season or whatever, and it was yeah it was working like clockwork. It was it was beautiful to watch. Um, I think my yeah, favorite, probably one of my favorite things about you know Ben being out on the right is he's got so much freedom to link up with Saka and Odegaard out on the right there, and his overlapping runs link-up play, the one-twos. Ben White's so, so fucking good at that. Underrated, if anything. Considering he's he's actually a centre-back, really. Um, yeah, correct. To make... Over, well, to Not only to make overlapping runs, but know when to do it. Um, you know, have the, have the confidence to do it, have the pace to fucking beat whoever that uh, left-back or left-winger may be at the time, depending on who we're playing, like, Seriously, he, he is, yeah, again, fucking phenomenal. Glad I've got him in my um, fantasy team now because, you know, he will be getting a few more assists um, going forward with the season, I guess. So um, Hopefully a few more clean sheets going forward. Yeah, that, that is something I did want to talk about as well. Um, I guess it's the only concerning part from these opening four games. Um, well, you know, there's other... Um, Areas to work on as well, I guess. Um, but for me, it's it's keeping a clean sheet. Obviously, at home as well, you kind of expect 
a clean sheet. And, and that's not like anything to take away from um, United because I do like, I actually, yeah, I think Rashford's fucking like excellent. I don't really think much of anyone else. Um, yeah, you know, United as a team. whole, United as a whole, happy to talk shit about, but Rashford's fucking quality, especially he's when fucking, he's out on the left, yeah. especially when he's out on the left. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, but, you know, coming from a, um, a point of view, I mean, obviously, um, growing up, I've been a goalkeeper pretty much, pretty much all my juniors, most of my senior career as well. Um, it's the most important thing, not only for you, like goalkeeper and, but, um, the defenders as well. And that's pretty much the, um, you know, that's, that's the goal for them really, just to keep a clean sheet. And it's, it's not to say, um, the boys aren't trying, but, um, I think moving forward, they're going to have to, um, I guess, tighten up um, or just not be – because, like, we'll, we'll talk about, um, uh, you know, us conceding at 27th minute, whatever it was. Um, I actually think – I think it was Saliba and Ben White that um, were kind of, um, I guess, jockeying uh, Rashford, wasn't it? I think it was them two. Yeah, okay, um, yeah. And, you know, Rashford being as quality as he is, just, you know, was able to gain an extra half a yard or whatever, and that was enough space for him. Um, look, apart from that, um, this has been very, like, very critical of, of them because I don't believe, um, although I think, you know, I had a couple of, maybe one or two more really good opportunities. Um, but apart from them, we were very solid at the back. Um, but it's those... Yeah, one percent is that we still need to to get in line, I guess. Hey, a lot of the a lot of the times we do concede, it's not it doesn't start with the back, four four at the back at all. Really, um, it's often like this morning where you know Kai Havertz is up the field, the whole teams you know pushed up. Um, we're trying to keep the ball up their end. Kai Havertz plays quite a lazy pass, um, very easily intercepted, and then you know. As much as I don't rate the likes of Martial, Anthony, guys like that, they're fucking quick and they can make a 10-yard pass. Um, so if you've got someone like Rashford who you can hit on the break um, when he's in a shitload of space out on the left there, um, that, that that's you know literally where it came from. I don't, I don't think they did anything terribly in terms of defending that. Um, maybe could have closed him down a bit quicker because we know how good he is, especially when he's cutting in. Um, but that's where a lot of the goals we can see come from. It's further up the pitch, and we're just not yeah. quite set to come back. Shall we speak about Kai elsewhere at this <laughs> um, point in the game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. Um, um, I was going to bring that up. in the room. Yeah, I was going to bring that up a little bit earlier when we're talking about um, <laughs> how how dominant we were up until we'd conceded. Um, that whole team looked fucking unreal. The I saw there was Kai Havertz. His confidence is just on the floor. Um, little simple things he wasn't doing correctly. Um, just didn't look like he had much conviction or confidence. Um, and, you know, he, he did ultimately give the ball away, which led to a goal. Um, and at, at that moment, I'm sort of like, fucking hell, this could, you know, come back to bite us. Um 
And then obviously nearly we scored, did. you know. Yeah, nearly did. But then, you know, it's. I, th- I think that's where I was going to go with that. It was, you know, while Kai's confidence isn't there right now, the team's is. And they lifted him right back up 30 seconds later, went and scored a goal. Scored a lovely fucking goal. Yeah, and it was a typical Arsenal goal, wasn't it? Um, you can go back to any any Wenger team, any Wenger goal, really. And it was, you know, pretty much like that. Just beautiful, short passes, quick movement. And, um, fuck, Martin Odegaard's so clinical, isn't he? Um, oh, man, I don't, I'm running out of adjectives for him. Eh? I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> he is world-class. Um, just before we move on, I... Yeah, we've obviously got to talk about the miss from Kai as well. Um, yeah, correct. <laughs> I was going to try yeah. to avoid that, but all good. Let's do it. No, I think like... Um, <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, he, yeah. Okay. Clear as day is, yeah, his confidence is, is on the ground. Um, I, obviously, it's been... Um, yeah, you know, he hasn't played his best for the last four weeks. Um, you know, everyone can say that. That's not breaking any news there. Um, this morning wasn't was probably his worst performance, I think, um, personally. And yeah, I mean, as he missed that, as he gave the ball away, um, I know I kept to get back to. And I'm not comparing him to Xhaka, but I think. In a way, um, you know, just like Xhaka fucked up, you know, for, for years. Um, you know, us fans fucking hated him. Um, his confidence was on the floor as well. And if there's one man that can actually get the best out of Kai, it's going to be Mikel Arteta. Um, so whether it's, I don't think it'll be over years um, before he starts, you know, fulfilling his potential, but give it a few more you know, at least a month or two or whatever. Um, yeah, I reckon I reckon he'll be back up, ready to go. Um, it, it's tough. It is tough now, especially this morning. I mean, he didn't do himself any favours, did he? Um, yeah. I'm glad he wasn't taken off at half-time as well. And I think if he had been taken off at half-time, his confidence would have fucking dropped even further. And... Mm. That can be my. I'm pretty sure that's my. That's the, like the only thing I can can think of as to why he wasn't subbed at halftime because I I do believe he should have been, but for the sake of his confidence, I'm sure that's why Mikel kept him on. Uh, I'll just to yeah circle back to your earlier point. Um, that that was his worst game for us by you know some distance, um, but. <sighs> And it's hard because I'm, I'm still going to back him. Um, he was in the right areas a lot. Um, I'm just looking for small positives that he can build on. He was in the right areas a lot. He did, you know, try and work hard defensively, you know, trying to win headers. Um, you know, he won a penalty or well, the ref, you know, gave it. Um, and then, you know, they chalked it away. Um, just just little things like that. If he can just slowly start to build and do the simple things that he we know he can do well, um, 
and the re- the rest will come if he's getting in the right areas. The confidence will come. He'll get used to the system. It's it is just going to take him a bit of time. But yeah, this morning and, and it's hard too because a lot of you know the Arsenal community, the fans are quite ruthless. They're expecting big things, um, especially you know when you fork out seventy million pounds. It's um you know there's a bit of PTSD from that from the likes of Pepe so um think things of that nature so. It's it's a difficult one. Uh, I don't think, as a whole so far, I don't think he's been too poor. Um, this morning was pretty pretty tough. Um, but yeah, I agree. If he had have got ripped off it, you know, for the sec- start of the second half, it would have been pretty detrimental. I think. Yeah, and um, I'm glad he stayed on, even though yeah, I don't think he deserved to stay on for his confidence. I believe that was the right decision. Um, yeah, so it, it's a bit of a shame <clears throat> um, for Kai. It'll be interesting going forward after the um, international break to see if he does start or maybe Mikel will want to bring him on. Um, yeah, the, likes of, <laughs> the likes of Emery maybe to start, probably Fabio Vieira in front of him. Um, I see playing that similar position, but we'll um, yeah we'll see what happens. So that's a few weeks now. Kai can... Um, you know, forget about that game and go forward, I guess. Yeah, and he's going to have... I don't actually know if he got selected for Germany. I haven't seen that squad list. But, um, you know, either way, he's got two weeks just to, you know, settle down, get to training, get his mind off it and, you know, come back and try and do his job again. Um, so, you know, I've got, I've got full faith that he's going to come good. I really do. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, man. The, I think the time off's going to be good for him. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I don't even know what international games are on, to be really honest. Um, yeah, I could not tell you. Also, do we... Um, we forgot about mentioning Thomas Party. I don't know if you want to go into that or not as well. Yeah, yeah, probably should have done that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I still don't know the extent of his injury. I don't think it's been properly released yet. I'm seeing, seeing quite a few conflicting stories. Apparently, Ghana said it's going to be a few weeks. Apparently, it's been leaked out of the Arsenal camp. It could be months, so who knows? I think it months was, um... would be the, the the probably more correct um, outcome, I think. I don't want it to be months. Um, but look, it, yeah, it, it is what it is. I, th- I don't know how... Like, he, he's 31, isn't he? Um, yeah, there or thereabouts. Yeah, he... Uh, this this it's the is his ankle or his groin? Uh it's his groin. So he's always had a real bad hamstring and a real bad groin. They they're the ones that always seem to be going, um, getting okay. pulled even when he was at Atletico as well. They're the they're the two muscles that seem to go for him quite a bit. It seems that, you know, these injuries aren't getting better. You know, he's only gonna age. And um you know, it's hard to rely on on someone as he drew prone as as party. Um, I know I know he's a fucking phenomenal um, midfielder, but it, it's becoming a bit of a liability. And pushing for the title, I guess we just don't we can't be having that liability. Is that too harsh? I don't know. Uh, I don't want him to go. I'm not saying he should he should leave or we should we should sell him because I, I I do believe he's. A phenomenal midfielder, but fuck, it's getting tough. 
Yeah, it is. Um, I think, you know, if this is two years ago, oh, I mean, even two years ago, he was injured all the time and it was really, <laughs> it, it, um, it was really detrimental to us. Um, but, mm. you know, you think back to two years ago, we did not have the depth that we have now. Party goes out, we had El Nenian or we had Sambian who was like 19 at the time and it was just, it wasn't good enough. Um, now we've got, you know, Declan, who I'm going to jerk off quite a bit later because he's fucking unreal. Um, <laughs> Three or four hours, something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, but, you know, even like someone who's forgotten about and he's played in the biggest games a player can play in, in that role in Jorginho, you know, Champions League finals, um, you know, World Cup runs, Euros, all that sort of shit. Jorginho can do that job. Um you know, we've got Emil Smith Rowe there. We've got Fabio Vieira, who who's looking really, really good. Fabio. Um, so you know, we have got the depth there. Worst comes to worst, you could, you know, Zinchenko is technically a midfielder, so you could start him in the midfield. You could push Tommy to left back. There's there's options there that we have not had previous. Um, I think it it is frustrating to see him injured so often, but you know. We've got a handful of guys in that squad that are just like that, um, but they're so good when they are fit. Just kind of have to cop it on the chin when they do go down. Um, but yeah, it, it is it is annoying and it sucks to see because um, I fucking love party. Um, obviously he was linked with a lot of moves away in the last window, and I was quite a few people wanted him to go just to get the money in, but I I didn't want him to go, especially if we are trying to push again for trophies this year, major trophies. We need him. Which we well and truly will be. Mm. Yeah, it would have been interesting to see if he had been fit, if he would have played the six and then maybe uh, Deck goes to um, Kai's spot and push Kai to the bench. That's what I would have done, you know, if Party was fit. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It is, yeah. Um, we won't know anymore, but um, that's okay. Got the uh, got the picture anyway. Um, shall we circle back to Odegaard's first goal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Um, yeah, so 30 seconds after, boom, fucking straight back in, straight back in. It was, um, again, a thing of beauty, wasn't it? Absolute thing of beauty. And Everything old- from... I'll pull mm. up his message as well. I think Elijah summed it up really well. Um, just the way after that goal, he carried himself and then carried the team just to, you know, kick on and mm. go again, not just to rest on it. Yeah, he's a um, born leader, isn't he? Yeah, but, and we've added like a, you know, borderline curse with captains over the last sort of five, ten years. And to have a guy there now who loves the club, doesn't seem like he wants to go anywhere at all, and he's performing for us night in and night out, does not have a bad game in him. It's it's really, really fucking exciting. It is indeed, yeah. Level-headed as well. Um, do you got the message up there, yeah? Uh, no, it was just, yeah, I can't remember what it is. It was essentially just like, you know. Oh, right. Did, did, didn't celebrate. Yeah, I was going to, but I can't be bothered. <laughs> um, yeah, it was essentially, you know, just didn't celebrate for too long, just got the boys together, said let's fucking go again. And, yeah, they, you know, carried on after that first goal and looked looked even better. Um, 
<clears throat> yeah, I on that I do believe. Um, I, I do believe. I, I think we needed uh, half time to come around. I think the boys were getting a little sluggish towards the end. Um, just this is my you know honest opinion. Um, yeah, I obviously you know I'd, uh, Kai had been having a shocker. Um, you know, the boys probably getting tired, I guess. Um, yeah, but. Uh, that goal, yeah, Martin's goal obviously needed that. Bring it back to one-one. Um, obviously, you can put United back in their place, really, as well. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was just a shame that we like conceded like that, really, wasn't it? And then reacted really well, but um, you'd rather be proactive, I guess, than reactive. So it's funny. I couldn't tell you how many times over the last sort of year, maybe two seasons where we need that kick up the arse to start a game, you know? How many times have we conceded in the first minute and then go on to get points anyway? It's just, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's funny sometimes. Well, I mean, we didn't start slow this morning by any means, but sort of like our own worst enemy at times, you know? We need that little kick up the bum just to actually get going. And quite often when that does happen, we score within two or three minutes. Yeah, literally. Um yeah, we'd rather not have to have that kick up the ass, but you know, it gets us in gear, I guess. Um, yeah, we were not playing. To say, oh, sorry, yeah, you go. Right. Oh, I was just going to say, not to say like we. Yeah, I'm sure you're about to say the same thing. Like we sh- we should have been up anyway, um, and that was pretty much. Oh, I know that they had a couple of other, just only one or two good opportunities, but I I, I keep forgetting when they happened, um, but. Apart from those, like we were, we were very dominant anyway, and and like United didn't look like scoring really. Um, obviously, apart from the offside goal too, but um, we'll get into that soon. So like we, yeah. I know we were dominant, and I guess we're just being very harsh, but um, or, or you know, I guess yeah, it, it's yeah, I don't know where I'm going we, with this anymore. <laughs> yeah, we we were hundred percent we were dominant in a lot of key areas, but we're also super, super complacent in that final third as well. Um, it's going to be memes until the end of time, but, you know, perfect example, Kai Habert's air swing at a ball, eight yards out from goal. Fuck, fuck. Ten-year-olds, <laughs> a 10-year-old's making connection there. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that, that just, like, perfectly sums up, like, where he's... You know, from an outsider's outsider's point of view, like where his confidence is at, like if that's him, you know, saying a semi final of a Champions League game, like he's gonna be fit and good and feeling good, and you know he'll actually make a good connection there. But just like to miss the ball entirely, it's it was fucking tough to watch, like, and it's yeah, like- all over Instagram. I'm sure it's on TikTok, all over the reels and shit. Um, I've been sent it three or four times today. By different people. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Can't miss it. Nah. Yeah, just to, <laughs> to completely fucking miss the ball. It was baffling. And then, you know, Eddie was a bit unlucky to not get the follow through. Mm. I think it was um, Lissandro Martinez got the ball away. Um, I only saw this just before, actually, because I was really watching that after work. Um, did you notice the handball that no one appealed for? Yeah, I was going to mention something as well. Um, yeah, I only noticed just, that the Sarvo. Yeah, it it really 
um, was swept under the rug quite quickly and maybe the boys just didn't see it. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Um, look, who knows if it was, you know, going to be caught a pen or not anyway. Um, but the fact that it was not even looked at was, you know, questionable. Yeah, and I've got uh, another VAR point for the very, very end of the potty to bring up. But um, but even oh, just, just don't the way, want a like, bit of VAR chat, do we? Yeah, even the way, <laughs> like you know, it's hit Marshall on the hand, and he sort of like jerked his hand away. It was like you know, he knew he was a bit guilty. I'm like, fuck, how did no one notice that? Yeah, and literally no one. Um, I'm sure if uh, if an Arsenal player did spot it or something, it would have been brought to the attention of VAR. Um, but it's a shame that. That has to happen and, you know, emphasises why players are the, are the way they are um, in terms of appealing for everything. Um, mm. You know, it, yeah, it would have been interesting to see go to VAR and, um, you know, see what happens then. But, um, yeah, not talked about enough that at all, was it? Yeah, wow. Well, at all. I yeah, think so um, just another VAR point, I think... Watching it live with just to talk up Kai a little bit, um, I thought he did well to get in that position and then, you know, get into the box. He looked quite sharp when he did that. And then to go down live, I'm like, that's a penalty 10 times out of 10. And then, you know, after the first replay, before that even slowed it down on VAR, I'm like, yeah, that's way too soft. Not a chance. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, And it looked more and more like it wasn't going to be a pen the more you watched it, really. So I think it was the right call. It was 100%. definitely the right call, yeah. Um, as you said, um, you know, during the game, like you would have hate to have seen that being called against us. So, you know, um, swings and roundabouts, as you say, hey. Yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, because we got the rub of the green a few times, in my opinion, with in terms of officiating this game. Um, and you can bet your bottom dollar in the reverse fixture when we're at Old Trafford, the calls are going to go the other way. It happens every time. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess we just can't you know, rely on, on those calls, which in the past, it's been a few back. I mean, especially last year, um, early on at United, was that Martin Odegaard goal disallowed? Because oh, of fucking, yuck. Yeah. yeah. I'd yeah, forgotten about that. that Thank you. <laughs> but, you know, like that's that's a, a perfect example of, um, you know, calls going either way, really, so... Um. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I messaged you after that game saying we should start the potty. Hey, yeah. out of anger. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> um, you know it is what it is now. So, um, yeah, like it, and to like obviously we have a mate shout out Jacko. Um, was saying that it should have been a pen, and he's a United support, uh, supporter. And I firmly disagree with with that. Yeah, it definitely wasn't a pen. Um, if we were given the pen. I, you know, wouldn't be opposing to, but I understand why it was, you know, not called. Yeah, and that's the big thing, like, you, I, and every other football fan asks for is, you know, consistency. You bang on about it all the time, consistency from refs. <laughs> um, Favourite word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, j- just on the basis of consistency, like, if that gets called either way in that game, you know, for us, against us, I'd be... Wouldn't be super happy because it's soft and you know, there's no real need to give a penalty for something like that. No, exactly right, mate. Um, 
yeah, no need at all. So I think it was it was definitely the right call uh, in the end. So yeah, Actually, this feels um, a bit weird talking up the refs too much. I'm going to talk down on them a little bit. United wasted so much fucking time. <laughs> In that yeah. first half, and they just got warning, warning. Oh yeah, hurry up, hurry up! And what, like, fuck, what are the rules? I don't, I don't get it. And, like, how many um, warnings can they get? Yeah, with also with Anthony kicking the ball away. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I. Yeah, that Ooh, one I, was. Let me let me pick your brain here. Um, mm. When Bakayo got fouled, and then he followed through and. It basically double pegged oh. him, studs up. Where was your head at there? I'm like, fuck, this could be ugly. I think he might be gone here. I've seen, you've seen really? those given before. You've seen those given before. He's fucking double pegged him, studs up. Saka? Yeah. I don't think it was that bad. Not double pegged. I'll have to rewatch it again. Yeah, I've seen him. I've seen that given a red before. 100%. Yeah, right. Um, good Lord. I mean, at the time, it, uh, it would, would, have been, would have been a yellow card, but would have been a very right. would have been a very soft red. But I've seen him given before. I don't think you've ever seen someone been given the free kick, but also get a red card, though. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> that would be a first. <laughs> Can you imagine the fucking outrage yeah. if that happened? Because yeah, like, watching goodness. it live, I thought he might have got away with it. Um, but then I saw the ref reaching for the pocket and my head would just explode. I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. But yeah, obviously, <laughs> uh, yeah, yellow's, you know, fine. Yeah, nah, I, I, I guess you're right. Um, you know, at the time, motion's high. I was like, why the fuck is he getting yellow? Yada, yada, yada. But I, get, I guess you are right. Cause you did get him late. Um, I don't know. It, it definitely... I've, I've, seen, I've seen tougher... Free um, fouls not being given yellow cards, I guess. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Um, yeah, fuck me, that was that was frustrating watch. But um, yeah. Anyway, well, so what you thought he should have got a red card? No, de- definitely not. Uh, yellow, hundred percent. Um, but you know, at the time watching it live, I'm like, I've seen those given as reds before. I was a bit quite nervous because it was super early, like in the oh. In, in the context of the game, it was quite early. Yeah, it was. It was a bit. Um, oh, also, what were your... Because th- I thought our, our set pieces were um, unorthodox this morning. Not really doing much apart from maybe one or two from memory. Um, the, there was the, a few corners that were, were swung into the near post from um, Martinelli, but... Yeah, not, not not much came from them. Um, they weren't really a threat. One was, but um, I think Declan Rice headed it over the goal. Um, yeah, that, that's what I was just about to say. I think we try, well, there was a few like like you can see we they've been trying it on the training ground, and it's a worked pattern that they're trying to do where they go short, give it back, try and get the ball in. Um, there was one where they'd gone short, cut the ball out to Martinelli on the edge of the box. He had that shot, and it wasn't far away. Yeah, um, so I don't mind them, you know, trying something a little bit different from, you know, set pieces, whether it's a free kick or a corner, because it's you're, you're a bit unpredictable there. And then sometimes, you know, you get a deflection on the way through or, you know, a handball from a shot or something like that, rather than every time you get a corner, just Brexit, hoof the fucking thing in, hopefully someone gets a <laughs> header on it. Um, 
I think, but it's it's hard though. Like, because I, I kind of like the the different set pieces where they go short, try something a little bit unique. But also, I think those more traditional just balls in looked more dangerous for the most part, like that one with Declan, as you said. Yeah, um, I'm all for trying a few different things. I do believe sometimes they might take it just a little bit too far. Um, and that, again, that's been very critical, but um, yeah, yeah, it definitely create like out of the, you know, however many corners we had, um, a few of them looked threatening. That's for sure. I just, mm. I noticed it this morning, I think more than other games. I was like, Oh, it's a bit odd. Um, but looked like, you know, it um, I mean, it worked at the at the end, I guess. So yeah. gives a fuck. Um, it, I mean, it worked because anyway. they had Harry Maguire and fucking what's his face, Johnny Evans. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were taking the piss when they brought on fucking Harry Maguire, and then they bring on Johnny Evans. I'm like, you are taking the mick, mate. Yeah, I I, I didn't know he actually had gone back to you know. I know the the idea was floated around, but um, yeah, boom, he was on the bench. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so before we jump ahead, um, yeah, so around the 70th minute mark, I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, 70, oh, yeah, 76th minute. Um, yeah, the, the three subs were obviously definitely needed. I thought they were a little late, if anything. Um didn't matter anyway, but I think if, if I had come on a little earlier, I think it would have sparked a bit of life back into the team. Um, not that they needed it, but just some fresh legs always helped. Um, yeah, I obviously they were needed. Um, so Vieira, Tommy and um, Gabriel Jesus came on. And um, yeah, I mean, the rest is history, hey? <laughs> yeah. Fabio Vieira, I think he's um, he, he's definitely making a name for himself now in terms of um, players that could be recognised to start possibly. Um, I don't know if, whether he will or not, but fuck, he's two assists from two two subs. So mm. yeah, it was, he was fantastic from the get go. Fuck, talk about confidence! My God, he's got a world of it. Hey. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, I think the thing that impressed me with Fab was, I don't know where it's come from, but he just looks like a, I mean, it's hard because it's so early, but he just looks so mature now. Like, he looks like, a, you know, like he's grown up and he's comfortable and, like, he feels at home now. Whereas last year, you know, you had glimpses of that where he looked confident. But, like, every time he's got the ball now, like, there, there was times there where Tommy Asu hadn't passed him the ball and you could see him, it was vividly pissed off. He's like, give me the ball, I need the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. And, like, yeah. he didn't get it, he had the shits. And when he got it, he did something positive and, you know, confident. I think that's the big key word in from that left eight role where Kai's been playing. Like, confidence has to be, like, pivotal like there. Paramount. Like, ha- yeah, it has to happen there. Yeah, 100%. And... Yeah, it's it's a shame that, you know, Kai and, and Fabio Vieira are the, are the two uh, polar opposites. Like, you know, obviously it'd be better if Kai had, you know, more of Fabio's confidence. Um, I think I think we'd start seeing his full potential. But, you know, don't want to talk about 
Kai for too much. Um, oh, yeah. I, it's just, you know, credit to Fabio Vieira, really, um, taking his, his chances when he has them, hey? Yeah, and that was really impressive, all three subs, to be perfectly honest. Um, I was a little bit nervous seeing Zinchenko come off. Um, not to discredit Tommy, I love him. I think he's great. And he exceeded what I thought he was going to do today, especially with tucking into the middle of the park as well. There's times where he's playing, you know, almost like a right six and then Declan's all the way over to the left and then Tommy Edge did really good transitioning back and forward between that role. Defensively, he looked really solid and he, he looked quite confident, you know, with his ability to pass the ball as well and make some moves, get some moves going rather. So, yeah, I'm stoked with that. Yeah, maybe he's coming off. Um, obviously, he's coming off a suspension. Um, yeah, he's got a little bit to to make up for with the team. Um, either way, yeah. Again, I thought, yeah. To reiterate what you just said, yeah, I thought he had a good game as well. Um, only played for fifteen minutes, but you know, he he took that opportunity as well. Um, did everything he needed to do, really. Would have probably been like 25, you know, when you consider well, 10, 11 minutes of stoppage time we ended up playing. <laughs> yeah, fuck me. It, it would have, it's, it would it's have not spent surprising most of, anymore, but... It would have spent like four minutes of that time on the pitch celebrating, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Some of those celebrations too, fuck. Um, anyway, we'll get into that soon. Um, and then, yeah, actually, but <clears throat> we haven't talked about who obviously went off at the same time was, was Eddie. Mm. Although he didn't really put himself in the, the key, key positions. Um, I thought his work rate was actually phenomenal today. Yeah, bro. Oh, fuck, man. He's so good. It's Gabriel Jesus is fully fit. Fully fit. We're playing Man United at home. Eddie and Kedia starts over with Gabriel Jesus. I think that's pretty sums, good. It's huge, mate. And it sums up, you know, Mikel's been talking up Eddie for a long, long time since Mikel got there. And he's always said he trains really hard. He's going to get his time. He's going to get his time. You know, imagine when Gabriel Jesus came in, you know, you bring that up. You'd be like, oh, Eddie might start over him against United. You'd, you'd laugh at it, wouldn't you? And, <laughs> well, I don't think he missed a beat today, really. I, you know, yeah, I, I do agree. I do, I do, like, I also think he, even though he never really had the opportunity, I guess, um, to put himself in good goal-scoring opportunities, um, or positions, sorry, um, I was just most impressed with his his, his work rate. Really, um, that's all you can really ask from a striker that doesn't that didn't have many opportunities. So, well, especially yeah, a striker, a striker in our system as well. That number nine in you know Arsenal system, you have to fucking work. It's not about scoring goals. It's about doing all these other little one percenters and creating space for others coming in, getting the ball, dropping it off, creating space for Martinelli Saka. And he did that perfectly. Like that yeah. first goal, he, he was the one to put it through to Martinelli, then Martinelli put it back to Martin Odegaard. Mm. Um, also, shout out Eddie for getting a call up for England as well. Yeah, buddy, well deserved. Well mm. deserved. Hope um, he gets some minutes. Yeah, I'm assuming I'm assuming Kane will be the other, the other striker. Um, yeah, Callum Wilson's gone as well and yeah. He's okay. going he's gonna to struggle for minutes, but hopefully he gets some. Um... Yeah, I'm sure he might. Um, yeah, no, it was yeah, good performance by Eddie. Um, not like a... Yeah, because obviously I've been pretty critical of him over the past few weeks because of his his ability to be clinical. Um, mm. 
funny enough. Uh, but no, this yeah, this morning I thought he did all he could, and yeah, and I was it was good. Um, very impressed. Very impressed. <coughs> um, oh yeah, just before we move on, I don't know if it happened after. Um, I forget when it was, but there was another beautiful, beautiful piece of play from the boys, but fucking Saka hit it right at Onana. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, I've, that would have been just before. 81st, I think. It was just before Garnacho Garnacho. Had scored. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. I'd yeah. said in the group chat, I'm like, we've fucking been too complacent here, we're going to concede, and then Garnacho goes on and scores and then celebrates like a fucking wanker. Yeah. <laughs> um, consequently, it got disallowed, obviously. But yeah, it was. Um, I, I think I sent it to our Gunners group chat. I'm like, that was the chance we had to fucking score that. And then, sure enough, a yeah. few minutes later, straight back down the other end and conceded. Oh, yeah. It, was, it, fuck, it was pretty harsh <laughs> offside, to be honest. Yeah, I'll, I'll be. Yeah. I, I, I agree, Gav. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, it hurts, but yeah, it is the rules. Um, I from from memory, they lined it up with his with um, Gabby's shoulder. I it was think. almost like his head, like yeah, shoulder head. I'd sent a screenshot to you just before, um, like of that screenshot of the actual you know lines being drawn and when the ball was played, and he sort of like thrown his whole body back to play him offside. It looked really cool. Yeah, it did. Um, Talking about lines being drawn, did you see what Ten Hag came out and said? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I think he said something along the lines of um, they, like, they drew the lines in the wrong spot or something like that. Uh, that's paraphrasing, obviously. Um, I'll see if I can get it up. Ten Hag. Um, can you read it in a Dutch accent for us too? <laughs> you don't want to hear that, mate. <laughs> Anyway, oh, I won't bother, but um, it, it reminded me a little bit of um, like a Jurgen Klopp excuse. Um, yeah, 100%. You know, I was like, come on, mate, grow up. Like, Grass is too wet, it's too cloudy, too windy. <laughs> Wrong humidity in the, uh, in the air, you know. Uneven um, number of people in the stadium. <laughs> I'm not stitious. But I'm little, no, I'm not. I'm a little stitious. Um, <laughs> no, anyway. So, look, I actually, you know, I can say this now that they haven't scored that goal. But I thought um, it was it was probably the only other good opportunity, or one of the only other good opportunities from United the whole game, really. And it was from their sub Ganacho, who seems to be, um, yeah. Uh, full of potential, really. Yeah, he's a sharp, sharp lad. Hey? He's quick as fuck. Um, Indeed. There was a few little moments. Um, I thought like we've already spoke him up quite a bit. Um, There's a few moments where Rashford had got the best of Ben White, though, especially on the byline. Um, There's a few little tricky moves that he got through and got past him and played a couple crosses in. Um, but outside of that, they didn't really have a great deal in terms of chances. Um, one thing... I was a little bit concerned about because um, I've, ne- I've never seen this bloke before, but their new signing, um, Hoyland, is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> All I could hear was Harland, but 
shitter, really. Yeah, or or yeah. it was like, you know, when obviously when you buy something off Wish, that old meme. Yeah, when um, you order Harlan from Wish, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the he, fact that his name even sounds similar is just yeah. perfectly topped off, you know? Yeah. There yeah, was he, um, there was a moment like in the post-game where Ian Wright's trying to pronounce his name and he butchered it like six or seven times. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> um, but because I've, I've never seen him before either. I've only ever seen like his face and, you know, the signing photos and all of that. He looked like quite strong. Um, he's quite quick as well. There's a few times there where he beat Gabriel to the ball. Um, but outside of those little one percenters, which we ended up winning the ball anyway, um, they really didn't have much, but... Yeah, he looks like he could be a you know handy player of that sort of like 20, 30 minutes we saw of him today. Yeah, um, that's exactly what I got as well. Like he look, he didn't look um, like too muscly. He looked strong. Yeah, he you know? bodied, like when you look he at he fucking bodied Gabriel at one point, which is hard yakka. Yeah, fucking oath it is. He um, yeah no, I, I, look, I, I think he'll be a good signing for United. I hope he isn't, but I think he will be. The price tag's and, crazy for someone who's got nine goals to his name, but you know it's, he, he looks, ta- wild, looks talented. It? Just while we're on that, like I hadn't actually thought about it the other day when you compared him to Balogun, mm. and I was like, "Good grief, maybe we were fucking robbed a bit off off Balogun." Hey, I, I was happy with fifty. Um, that that was sort of what Arsenal said from the jump. They're like, "Okay, we're going to let him go. We're not taking." You know, 50 is what they wanted and we got there or thereabouts. But, I mean, shit, you compare now, him to some of the other the other guys that are moving around the world and getting big money transfers and stuff for, you know, someone like Balogun who scored a ton of goals last year. It's, that does feel a bit tough, but 50 it does. Good. But I think, I think United signed him for like 80. Is that right? I think it was about 80, but that's including add-ons. Uh, I, I, could, I could be wrong. It happened quite a while ago. Yeah, I mean, he was. I think he was born in two thousand three. Um, played for Atlanta in in the Serie A. Yeah, yeah. He, like, he had he did hell. have a good year, but he got he picked up a bad injury, and that's why he didn't play much. <clears throat> I think. Yeah, but fucking Lukaku has a good year when he goes to to Serie A and he comes back and shits the bed, like <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, Lukaku's yeah, also I don't, I don't know. thirty-two and fat, so a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. It's a lot of money, but um, mm. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I guess. I mean, I think he. I, personally, I think he should be starting over Martial. He, he didn't look fucking that good at all. Barely touched. Shadow of himself from five years ago, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Fucking wild, man. Absolutely wild. He had so much potential as well, but hasn't lived up to it. Um, He's got a I'm pretty sure con- he was. He's got a clause in his Man United contract for a bonus for if he won the Ballon d'Or. That's how hyped he was when he signed there. <laughs> yeah, it gets around every now and then. It resurfaces yeah. every now and then, doesn't it? <laughs> yep. Uh, um, yeah, anyway. Um, so, yeah, he comes on. Yeah, Garnacho was looking dangerous. But, um, yeah, it takes us to the the... Um, you know, 110% corner that came off Erdegaard's shot, really, didn't it? Um, yes, yeah, so that was <laughs> that was the thing I mentioned earlier where I wanted to bring up VAR again. 
um, in the post match, <laughs> in the post match yarn, um, the pundits Michael Owen, Ian Wright, whoever else was there. I think Peter Schmeichel was on the desk as well. They're replaying that Odegaard shot that led to a corner. I could, for the life of me, not see a deflection. Um, Odegaard's had this shot. It's gone into row 25 and all the boys have filled for a corner and we got a corner. Like it's, I, I watched, the, I watched, was, I watched the replay of it like legit. 20 times. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And yeah, you can understand where the referee was coming from. Mm. And obviously you're not going to fucking check that VAR. That'd be absurd. But the fact that it's led to a goal now is, Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, especially, you know, not that long after VAR's just taken a goal off them, which, again, was pretty harsh. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was pretty harsh. Um, yeah, so it uh, goes back to what we were saying earlier, like swings and roundabouts, like, mm. and that, that one definitely came back around um, for sure. So, and I think Jacko actually even mentioned, he's like, yeah, I'll look like, you know, I expected the habits pen to be a pen, so yeah, it's all the same, really. Um, but yeah, that oh man, that was that was scenes. That was you know spine tingling kind of stuff. After uh, it fell to Declan Rice, and he, it felt like you you could have went put the kettle on, maybe started making fucking bit of brekkie, came back, and then he had the shot. You know, so much fucking time and real estate. It was ridiculous. Didn't obviously it? there um, was shouts for you know like a foul on Johnny Evans or whoever it was that it ended. Oh, it was Johnny Evans because it ended up deflecting off him and going in. Yeah, um, but I don't think there was anything in that really. If we're being honest, nah, fuck no. Um, I think that's just strength from from Gabby really. Mm. Yeah. Um, my God, the scenes of that celebration were fucking awesome. It feels like Declan Rice has loved this club since he was born. He celebrates oh, that hard. Bro. Honestly. He disappeared in that front row. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> you know what? I actually watched that celebration back and he stopped pretty much like three or four metres away from from the fans and then everyone kept piling on pushing him towards. <laughs> he ended up at just at the, at the fence. At the fence. <laughs> I think yeah, one was... of my favourite little niche things about this club at the moment, oh, last year or two, William Saliba is like cool, calm, collected always. In interviews, when he plays, under pressure, he's always just calm as you like. As soon as we score a goal like that, he just loses his fucking head and turns into a child. <laughs> hey, like, can you remember him celebrating against um, Bournemouth. Bournemouth when Reese Nelson? He's just running around. He's got no idea where to go. <laughs> he's kicking shit, running up. Exact same thing with this Declan Rice goal. There's a fucking unreal screenshot of him. All the boys are on top of each other, and Saliba's just like fucking jumping up in the air, <laughs> lost his head. So so good. It's like a kid opening presents on Christmas Day, really. And it's like it's like an instant snap of the fingers with him. It's like he's you know he's serious as doing his job, and then something like that happens, and he just fuck. Oh, it's so funny. It's good to watch. It 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 really is. And even like obviously us as as Arsenal fans are going to be biased, but like you love to see that as a football fan. I feel from from any team. Um, obviously, if you're not United, that's a bit different. Um, <laughs> But 
seeing that passion is is awesome. It's what football's about. It's why we love it so much. And it's moments like that where you just, you know, you've got to appreciate the game, really. Um, don't want to get too philosophical there, but, like, it, it was it was beautiful to watch, you know. Like, the goal sucked. Like, it was a deflection, you know. But the fact that, you know, it, it went in and the boys celebrated so fucking hard. Like, you just, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's literally, like, the best feeling in the world, man. I, I can't compare it to anything else, what this club does to me. This whole game was just up and downs, up and downs. And then to finish on a high like that, well, that wasn't even the end of it. But, you know, just to have a moment like that, you know, after so much shit, it was just, it's so fucking good. It's, it's awesome, hey? It's funny. It makes me think there's there's quite a few pundits out there, especially last year, that sort of said, like, it's too a bit of a detriment to our team. We're a bit too emotionally invested in it. You know, with the over-celebrating, they think that can be detrimental to while we might... You know, we're so emotionally invested in it, it builds up too much pressure and then we kind of crumble. I would much rather have what we have than to have a robotic 3-0 performance like a Man City, you know what I mean? Like it's... Yeah, yeah, Obviously, exactly. you'd rather yeah. it be comfortable and have a 3-0, but like that, those fucking moments there, you can't buy that. That's, that shit's priceless. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Couldn't have said it any better. And, you know, pundits want to come at us for celebrating so hard and like for sure, whatever you're entitled to your own opinion, but my God, like, yeah, I, I'd, I'd take this over anything else really. Um, yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was awesome. Moments. I, I seriously don't think for. there's, I seriously don't think there's anything that affects my head in the exact same way that this fucking football club does. Good or bad. <laughs> It's nothing else can fucking touch it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, nah, same. Laura could break up me tomorrow. I wouldn't be as disappointed or, you know, as heartbroken as I was last yeah. year. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Hopefully she hasn't listened to this episode. No, no, she listens. Actually, we went over it. Um, she started uh, listening to it for like two minutes or something and she's like, no, nah, this is enough. I can't listen to it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the clear, mate. As long as, Beautiful. you know. Some mad fan out there doesn't fucking clip it up or whatever for whatever reason, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it uh, like it fucks with our emotions, but in a really good way, like in a really in the best, fucking good way, in the best possible way. It's yeah. it makes it you know, <clears throat> you spend all week waiting for it, and it's like fuck, this sucks waiting, fuck, this sucks waiting. Then you forget about it come match day. You're fucking excited all day, like I've been smiley happy all fucking day and that's not going anywhere anytime soon and you've been up since 1am yeah i'm so fucking tired holy do <laughs> <laughs> but you know that, that's what i mean though it's worth it like it's oh man do that it, 10 yeah. times out of 10 yeah you take it every day of the week take it any and chance it, possible and you know it wasn't for the lack of trying on trying to go back to sleep before work i fucking couldn't i'm sat up like giggling like a schoolgirl, watching replays, watching interviews. Like it was just, yeah, I couldn't fucking switch my brain off. Yeah, had a hard on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, exactly, mate. And yeah, just got to be grateful. And it goes, like, it's the exact same as last season. Like we have to appreciate how good it is when it's happening, you know. There's no point 
you know, as, as critical as we are, um, you know, we still enjoy these moments. Like you have to, you know, um, I, I, I hate the, I'm pretty sure we talked about this maybe in the last of the, or two potties ago. Um, I hate the chat around like celebrating too hard. Uh, I'll, I'll live for it. Like, you, like, what do you mean? Like it's, it's, it's why we watch football, you know, is we celebrate the wins. If like we win a game in so that fashion, good. if we win a game in that fashion against Luton Town, I would fucking celebrate that. Not that hard, but celebrate fucking absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. I don't care yeah, who exactly it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that it, it was, was just... United for me makes yeah. it way better. <laughs> Beat me to it. Beat me oh, to it. Fuck, I hate Man United so much. <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's, uh, let's move on to the, to the last goal. Which, um, my word was was beautiful, absolutely beautiful from Fabio, but more so Gabriel Jesus. My fucking word! That touch that was from awesome. that touch from Fabio, first time right into his stride, perfect. There in shambles Timing defensively. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Did you and have then the composure? Any- did you have any doubt when Jesus was running in on running no. in on goal? No, 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 none. Yeah, none. I was very confident. I thought he was going to have a shot first time. But I didn't. Yeah, I didn't expect him to to dummy and then just fucking pass it in to send Delo back to fucking Manchester United, sliding <laughs> all the way there. <laughs> well, I guess I sent him back to Portugal, but same, same. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that was. Just so cool, calm, and collected from Jesus. Exactly what um, he can do, you know, game in, game out. And, you know, as, as I think, you know, Eddie played uh, and worked hard this morning, I do believe, you know, it's probably got him a sniff back into starting next, well, on the 18th or whatever, we come back from um, international break. Yeah, and it's... um, I love having... Both of those guys as our number one, uh, number one and number two options for striker because they, while they do the same job, they're very different. You know, um, Jesus mm. has so much flair and unpredictability about him. We probably haven't spoken about him um, with this game. There was quite a few times there he's coming out from the right, did a bunch mm. of stepovers, got the ball in. Um, he he was starting to look really really sharp, which is good to see. Um, and then Eddie's more, you know, just clinical and smart, more of a fox in the box. Um, so it's good to have that like bit of a contrast in styles for, from his striker. Um, but yeah, Jesus's composure and the, the I know like it's got memed and made into Instagram reels and TikToks and shit already. But just the way he said fucking Delo, oh, so <laughs> good. <laughs> Yeah, I I just love his his composure there. It it's what we've needed, um, you know, for the last three or four weeks. Just someone up top, um, you know, because it, it, like I don't, I don't like obviously Trossard didn't have a great week last week, um, and then Eddie's kind of missed a few good opportunities the weeks before, but this was the pinnacle of cool, calm, and collected. Um, and it's what Gabriel brings to the team. And I, I think he should be starting if he's fully fit. Um, I don't know how or what you feel about that. 
Uh, it sort of just depends on the game for me, really. Um, you know, if we're versing Bournemouth, you know, on a Saturday and then we've got a Champions League game a few days later, I'd start Eddie, let Gabby play Champions League. Um, but obviously, you know, it's a little while away. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I just, I'm, I'm stoked that we've got two really quality options there that can do that job in our system at the fucking very important spot on the pitch. Mm, indeed, indeed, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, mate. Um, yeah, so that was just the icing on the cake, really, the nail in the coffin for, for United. It would have been the... quite easy to be, you know, a bit complacent there too because, well, the game wasn't won at that point. It pretty much was. We could have just went to the corner, put the foot on the ball and saw it out. But, uh, you know, to go for the bad. kill. Yeah, to go for the kill there and to do it in that fashion, it was fucking so good. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, um, it's what you want to see, really. So hats off to Jesus for staying cool, calm, and collected, really. And, um, and yeah, the ball from Vieira, the perfectly timed run from Jesus, the whole thing was beautiful. Good mm-hmm. to watch. Privileged to watch again. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's, um, that's pretty much about it for the, for the game. Um, I, I definitely, had Declan Rice as my man of the match before he scored the goal and then he scored the goal and solidified that anyway. Um, I thought, again, he just had... Man, I think this is going to be repetitive throughout the year, but I thought he had a fucking fantastic game at six, actually. Um, again, this, the thankless shit goes unnoticed because, you know, it's it's not either scoring a goal or assisting, but... Um, yeah, I, I thought he did everything phenomenally, really, so well. He's already, you know, uh, he's already a leader in a lot of senses in terms of how composed he is and, like, he makes all those around him composed and smart and clinical and everything he does at the back there. How many times did he, even when he got forward a little bit, play a little one-two, and he's just so sharp off the mm. mark, and he just got straight through, got the ball back, tried to get a flick on, just little stuff like that. Like, he's just going forward. I think he's probably a little bit underrated, if anything. He, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, bro. But just just how composed he is at the back, and he controls everything from that sixth spot. Um, even, like, times when he's all the way back, and he's almost playing centre-half for a little while there. Um, Gabriel was out off to the left, and... Bro, he's so fucking good. I I wholeheartedly agree. Man of the match for me, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Even if he didn't score a goal, I think he still would have been my man of the match for sure. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I think that's going to be a common theme throughout this season is us just fucking sucking him off because of how good <laughs> he is. Honestly, it's oh, it's going to get very repetitive. But you know, <laughs> and I've always I've always had hmm. a soft spot for. A, a player like that, you know what I mean, that does all of that thankless <clears throat> stuff from the back and can control the game. Like I've mentioned this on the potty a few times. Um, Busquets is probably like my, my <laughs> second favourite of a player. Just like, there's not many like world class players that can do that, and Declan's certainly not too far off. You know, being considered world class in that in that role. Oh fuck yeah, hundred um, percent. For me, even though he's not. He, he was never a ball player. It was more of his work ethic. Um, was um, Angola Kante. Mm. 
again, he's never scoring goals or whatever, but fuck, his, his work rate at that DM position was unmatched really for a while there. It was easily the best DM in the world. Um, and again, it's just the thankless stuff in that defensive midfielder role. It's it's awesome to watch when you have a good... And you can tell it, it changes the way the team plays out from the back. It changes the way a team is confidently defending. Um, and it, it's it's great to, to have him take on those those roles confidently and, um, you know, it, it's it's without errors really. Um, it's just, yeah, again, it's good to watch. It's it's great to watch. So I'm fucking stoked that we have him. 105 mils looking really good. Yeah, fucking oath it is. <clears throat> and kind of like, you know, I feel like this comparison is going to be made a lot throughout the whole, you know, football community. But you compare that to Caicedo, who's having a fairly rough start to life at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Very rough start. 115 mil, whatever he was, <clears throat> you know, to buy West Ham's captain mm. for for that sort of money. It's um, I think we could look at it in four, five, six years' time and be like, fuck, who cares? Would it, would, yeah. would have spent 200. <laughs> yeah, happily, happily. So. Yeah, no, it was great performance from Declan Rice. Great performance, so... I think with party out, we'll um, we'll be seeing that formation and him being at like that main six, a lot more, a lot more. So, yeah, fingers yeah. crossed. Uh, Zinchenko can stay fit as well because that's gonna it just makes that team so much better. Just straight out of the bat, that was awesome to watch. It was so sharp. It was so clean. It was with finesse. It was awesome to watch. Fucking like miles between um, the last three games makes such a big difference. And like I, I, I've said this on each podcast that we've done this year for this season. I don't think we've been poor in those first three games by any means. Um, mm. But we were great today. There's a difference between playing, you know, subpar or maybe two par, and being great. You know what I mean? Like it's a big, big fucking difference. Yeah, huge difference. And um, even though I feel like the result doesn't really re- reflect how the game went, it, like it's three one, it's still it's still good. But um, you know, the context of the game, it, it could have been a lot closer. Um, it could have went the other way, kind of thing. Um, mm. I, 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 th- I think it could have been like a three or four nil, to be really honest. But um, I think. I'd have to. I should have fact checked this before we started recording. I think my prediction for this game on the last pod was three one, and we'd have more chances than we did against Fulham, which we did. Yeah, you're gonna have to go back and check that, mate. I think that's what I said, but yeah, <laughs> we we have to start doing a bit of um, bit of a tally. Hey, see who's closer, who wins that week. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. Actually, it's a good idea because I don't think <laughs> I don't think there's been a correct prediction so far outside of me with this game. I think it's hard. It's hard yeah. to buddy to pick footy. Um, yeah, well, you you said three nil each game prior to this one, and we so, hadn't scored. Yeah. We hadn't scored three goals once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> got to back the boys. Got to back yeah, the boys. Correct. Who have we got um, after the break? Oh, Everton. Everton. Oh, that is good stuff. Yeah. At Goodison Park, yeah. Oh, that's hot. Three. Their fan, their fans hate them. <laughs> their fans hate them. So it's going to be like having fuck. They'll have no fans in that stadium. 
Oh, fuck no. Yeah. It'll be uh, good viewing. And then, obviously, uh, Spurs the week after on the 24th of September. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, who... Yeah, we're still deciding what we're going to do that night, hey? Yeah, correct. Yeah, I'll have to chat to the boys as well, see if they want to head up to the pig and whistle again. Yeah, buddy, yes. Um, yeah, we'll uh, figure that out. But, um, yeah, was there anything else you wanted to chat about today, mate? Nah, not overly, man. It's um, Yeah, I think I think we've covered that pretty well. It's fucking, I'm still buzzing, to be honest. Like, it's... I hate United so much. It's always good to beat them. They haven't got, you know, they haven't won at Emirates since 2017. Think back to yeah, 2017, we weren't great. There's been times prior to, like, from 2017 to now where we have not been great and they can't beat us. So, love that shit. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, and I'm more than confident it's going to keep in that, you know, in the same fashion. Um, mm. I feel well, our, like- sta- our stadium's only getting better. In terms of the crowd, yeah, exactly. Atmosphere, I think, getting better. Um, yeah, so um, all right. Well, I'm keen to um, wrap it up there, mate. I don't really have much else to speak about. Yeah, let's do it. I need to go to sleep. <laughs> all righty. Well, uh, to anyone tuning in, thank you for uh, for listening. If you haven't already, jump over to our Instagram, give us a like and a follow, and uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers.